With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You ready for the show? You ready for the show? Black Talk, we are on table talk radio. The show for the black. Black Talk, we are on table talk radio. I am black. That doesn't mean I'm vulnerable to attack. I'm just like you, a human. Red blood, emotions, a moving figure. But you're treating me like I'm about to pull a trigger. Cause I'm black. You put in the West on me. Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, yeah. Black talk, you're around table talk radio. It's here to show. It's here to unify black people. Yeah. It's here to get you inside, get you motivated. Black Talk, we are on table talk radio. The show for the black. Black Talk, we are on table talk radio. The show is the bottom start. Black Talk, we are on table talk radio. Listen and get this pie. Okay, pardon me, pardon me. I was sitting here talking and had the mic, <laughs> I had the mic muted. That's all good. I was going to play that swag switcher, but I don't see it in here right quick. I have to re-put that in there. All right, you're now listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth with your host, Adrian Charles from the True Butterfly, Miss Ray, and I'm some guy named Jay. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to bringing black folks together from all walks of life, teaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people, and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show, which I believe is not being hosted by a convicted felon or a conspiracy theorist wacko or a closeted lesbian, but hey. We want to put on a great show just as good as all those people, too. So listen up. Tonight's main topic is open mics. Again, we'll talk about whatever comes to mind. You know, police still shooting us. You know, that that recently happened again. Um, you know, uh, you know, Aisha Curry, whatever, whatever in the news. Donald Trump did something stupid, too. We all talk about that. Uh, but we're going to open up the lines after the interview, of course. Uh 
So bear with us. If you're listening in on a link or an app or streaming, give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press 1. We'll bring you on when we take calls from the audience. Also joining us for the discussion is nerdcore hip-hop artist Swag Switcher of the group Symphonic Phoenix Force. Here to talk about his latest single, I'm Ill. But before we get into all that, I just want to let you know that you can check us out at www.blacktopia.org. And you can also download and install the Blacktopia mobile app on iTunes, Amazon.com, and Blackberry World. All right. And I also want to give a shout-out to the ABC2 Foundation, ABC2, A Better Chance, A Better Community. Get more information and updates on the organization and community events at www.abc2foundation.blogspot.com. I also want to give a shout-out to another amazing organization helping the youth in our community, Renewed Inspiration. Visit www.renewedinspiration.org. also have some books to tell you about. Purchase the book Reality Check from author Tiffany Brown at www.tiffanylbrown.com. The book Reality Check is a fictional book based on real-life events. Reality Check follows the journey of Tony, a young, successful woman who is at the peak of her career. She's highly respected in her community and believes in her purpose to help others. After becoming a victim of a crime she couldn't have prepared for, she must figure out how to survive her own tragedy while still helping the children she is entrusted to protect. Denise and Melanie are two of Tony's clients who are dealing with the pressures of life and trying to find themselves in the midst of crisis. Can they learn to trust again? Are they ready to accept their blessings? Please note, this book contains the difficult subject of sexual assault and has a non-consensual sexual scene. Purchase the book, Reality Check, at www.tiffanylbrown.com. Also purchase the new book, The Dick Had Me Dizzy. The Dick Had Me, <laughs> the Dick Had Me Dizzy by author R. Coxton. The, the Dick Had Me Dizzy is available on Amazon.com. Go, go get the book. I got to get somebody else to, to, to say the title for me. Uh, all right. Also, R&B singer Nakia's No Fairy Tale is available on iTunes, Amazon, and everywhere you can purchase music digitally. So definitely get Nakia's No Fairy Tale album. It's out now. Get it. Yes, yes. All right, let me go on ahead and bring everybody on, and then you know we'll do the interview and all that. All right. Pardon me. Adrian Charleston, the True Butterfly. Hey. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? That's great. Definitely. Down going road, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Be careful. Yeah. Okay, I am. All right, Raven. That is I. I am Miss Ray. Hello, Jacksopia. Raven, how you doing? Look, it's been a doozy of a day. It's been a good day, but it's been a doozy of a day. So um, I'm ready to get popping. Um, 
I don't know, maybe some dick will get me dizzy off the radio. I don't know. And <laughs> next week, I got you. Next week, I got you on that. I got you. I promise. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, he'll be, he'll be in the house next week. So, Fact. yeah. Fact. <laughs> we'll talk about it. All right. <laughs> Let's go on ahead and bring on our guest, Swag Switcher. Swag Switcher. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Yes. How you doing, Swag Switcher? Doing all right, doing all right. Just been, uh, you know, just hanging out. Good, good. We're glad. Good, good. We're glad you're hanging out with us tonight. Yes. Oh, of course. Always a yes. pleasure to be uh, hanging out with you guys. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Uh, and this is your first time me interviewing you solo. I know I had you on the Rush Radio about two years ago with the group SPF. You know, so it's good to get you on solo this time. Oh, yeah. it's uh, It's been quite a ride since the last time we did something like this. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're going to find out all about that, too. All right, well, this is how we do on Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio. Uh, from about now to about 9.30, I'll ask you a bunch of questions. And then around 9.30, we'll take some calls from the audience. We'll also see if Miss Ray and Adrian have any follow-up questions, things like that. Then we'll also get into our topics. Uh, around 10 o'clock, we take a break. After the break, we come back with Butterfly Flow. Then we have more topics. If anybody has anything they want to plug, you can also do it during the second second half. Want to plug anything? Da da da, and uh, that's pretty much our show. So are you ready? Oh yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm buckled in. Okay. Good, good. All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's do this. Now your latest single is "I'm Ill." Now, what about you makes you so ill? Well, uh, there's a lot of things, you know. I. Uh... I'm rather lyrical, if I would say so myself. Um, but not, but, but I, I, for real though, uh, the main reason why is because uh, prior to making that song, you know, I've been I've been doing stuff, of course, with my group SPF. But for a while, I was I was gone. I had stopped doing music altogether and everything. And so, uh, the song "I'm Ill" is just kind of sort of like a me trying to remind everybody that, you know, even if I'm doing it on my own squad or no squad, I'm uh, I'm still amazing on the mic, even if I took all that time off to front music. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I agree. I agree. Your, your solo stuff and your group stuff, all of it's ill. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, how would you uh... – how would you describe yourself as an artist, just uh, just just musically? How would you describe yourself? Like, how do you sound when you spit to people to somebody that hasn't heard you yet? So, uh, well, let's see. That's a that's a really good question because because uh, I I normally don't really I don't really have a specific description of myself only because normally like uh, when I think about the stuff that I like and the music that I want to do. I uh I don't 
I don't just stay at one spot. But most people who have told me who listen to my stuff and, you know, really enjoy my music, they always say the fact that it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm really smooth. And they can just listen and vibe to my, you know, my music. And they just, and they really enjoy the way that I flow. That's like the big thing. They love how I flow. Ah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's why your name is Swag Switcher, because you can switch up your swag on every time you spit. So, yes, definitely. You don't have a defined sound. It's just everything, you know. Now, let's let's go back into the past. Let's dip into your childhood. How was it like for you growing up? So, it was interesting. Uh, I, uh, For those who don't know, I do. I have an older brother, but he's a lot older than I was. So, I pretty much essentially grew up for the most part, or at least for quite some time, kind of sort of like in an only child type environment. Cause uh, for a while he was, you know, he was, of course he was in high school and then he also went off to do, uh, he actually went off to the military for a little while. And so, you know, I was, you know, I, I'm honestly still no different from what I was now as I was as a kid. I still like cartoons as I still do now. You know, I was into my, Dragon Ball Z's and my anime and uh, superheroes and comic books. But uh, it was a little weird because, you know, the area I grew up in was, you know, one of those closer, uh, yeah, it was uh, closer to the ghetto. So it was like for a while I really didn't like hanging around other black kids because they they picked on me a little bit because, you know, number one, I didn't talk like how they did. Because I, I apparently I talk proper in comparison to how they talk, or some would say, you know, I yeah. talk white. Now, wait a minute, Jordan. girl. <laughs> so, uh, but that's, uh, but overall that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too hard growing up. You know, it was, it was fun. I missed the times. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um and uh, as you as you've grown up, I'm I'm sure your experience is a lot different, uh, being being who you are now as far as the, uh, you know how how you you know how you uh, describe yourself as this as the nerd, kind of the nerd culture nerd you know you do the nerdcore hip hop you know I, I'm, I'm supposing everything is uh, a lot better for you stepping into yourself as a as an adult, being that way. Oh, definitely, it's. It's um like it, it. I would say you know, cause like um like when I was younger, you know, it was it was it was uh, back then, you know, being a nerd and all that other stuff was still not cool. And then when I went to high school, I actually went to a very nerd, very geek high school. It was uh, my high school, you know, Crooms Academy of Information and Technology, and. Uh, it was a lab. It was one of the first lab uh, schools in my area that would, uh, you know, you actually was given a laptop for your whole tenure there. So from ninth grade till you graduate, you literally did everything, you know, on the computer or with your laptop. So we were just a bunch of nerds in uniform walking around with laptops, just doing nerd stuff. So, like. During that particular time, I went from being, you know, maybe not so much the cool person to possibly one of the coolest people. <laughs> ah. Now, how now? How did you discover nerdcore hip hop? 
And what what introduced you into that genre of music? So nerdcore hip hop, the way I discovered it, it, it was actually really weird how I discovered it because I was at the time I was already doing music when I discovered what nerdcore was. Uh, it wasn't until like I met like a couple of new people in like some of the areas you know in here here in Orlando, a couple of these nerd spots started showing up. And then it was from going to these nerd spots, I found out that the music that I was making was considered nerdcore. Me and my, uh, before I was with SPF, I used to have my own group, was which was called Mile Fleet. And when we would go to, we would go to regular clubs and we would perform this music. And number one, nobody ever heard anything like us. And then, though they never heard anything like us, they was like, this was the coolest thing they have ever heard ever kind of thing. And so they really enjoyed us in, like, the regular clubs. And then uh, a couple of people who we met along the way while performing, they was all like, yo, like, I don't know what you call your music, but, uh, but like, you should call it, like, gamer hip-hop. That's what we, that's what it was called at first. So we just considered what we did was gamer hip-hop. Because a lot of our references was geared towards video games. We would rap on the video game beats and stuff like that. But it wasn't until we started interacting more with the nerd culture that was growing in Orlando, I found out that the actual term for it was nerdcore. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, I got introduced. Uh, what? I ain't talk about me later. Um <laughs> <laughs> now how did you how did you how did you now how did you hook up with SPF because uh to my knowledge it was just Phil Poloni it was just Poloni's funk and LX at first right and then they started adding everybody else to the group is that correct or how how did you, how did that well, you tell me the actual story so it's funny cuz the, the person who who you would really enjoy who told you the story would be Toll King but uh Sorry, before you answer, nobody, I I thought I'd piece some stuff together, and I just, I think I drew that conclusion myself. I don't think anybody officially told me. I'm just ahead of myself with that. <laughs> so, yeah, but, yeah, go ahead and continue. <laughs> You're not too far off, because I know it originally started with LX and, and Felonia, and then uh, it, it didn't become really SPF until uh, – uh, Toad King showed up, and then a little bit after Toad King, then we got Siren, and then uh, after Siren, a couple little, a little while after that, that's when I showed up. And what led me to show up was at the time, right before I, you know, joined up with them, I was actually going through my period of like being completely away from music and not doing music anymore, and um, but. And near that time, a lot of people were talking about how they missed the music that I did, and they were saying that, you know, I shouldn't stop kind of thing. And so for a while, I was battling with myself of what if I wanted to or not kind of thing. And then it was actually at a at a convention. Uh, all of SPF was there, and uh, they was talking to me and saying, you know, they, pretty much they was just putting in my head, like, yo, like, you definitely shouldn't stop music. You should, like, really, like, you know, just get back into it and just keep doing what you was doing before. And through them motivating me and just kind of sort of keep going at me saying, like, bro, just do it. Just do it. Get back into it. Because at the time I was kind of thinking, should I do it? Should I not kind of thing? 
And so I was like, you know what, fine, I'll do it. You know what? And they pretty much through that, they kind of convinced me. I was like, you know what, sure, I'll join up with you guys. This this should be fun. And it's been it's been pretty pretty lit ever since. Oh yes, oh yes, good, good. Now, um, now, who are some of your musical influences? Uh, and not just nerdcore, but just all around, and some nerd nerdcore people as well. So, when it comes to regular music in general, people who really influenced me. Number one was Ludacris. Ludacris is uh, Ludacris is my favorite rapper. He's like my my number one kind of thing, and then. Um, after Ludacris, I would probably say number two would be uh, Andre 3000. Like, Andre 3000, if I could model any anything I'd want to do, it'd be almost after him because he's got all the swagger in the universe, and his flows and his lyrics are absolutely amazing. And his music is just as great, whether if he's doing it with his squad or when he's just doing it alone. It's it's pretty amazing. And not many people, you know, will probably, you know, agree anymore. But at the time, you know, pre-crazy, I would say Kanye West. Kanye West, I, I absolutely loved his music. I still do like his music. He himself, uh, you know, that that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, um... Now you refer to yourself as the bridge between mainstream hip hop and nerdcore hip hop. What makes you, you know, that bridge in between, you know, the two cultures? So, this I, I really enjoy this question because I had this conversation with somebody else. The reason why I I I, I call myself that is because, uh, in most ways, people would, you know, though it's not really, people would separate, you know, regular hip hop which would be, you know, your mainstream, and they would take the nerdcore hip-hop and they look at them as two different things and whatnot. And so the music that I make um, or the way that I do my music, it has already been proven, and I've done this before, but it's one of those things where you can play it, you know, you could go to the club, you know, to a club in Orlando like the Beecham, kind of thing. I can play my music there and everybody in the crowd, whether if they are, you know, really nerdy or if they're from the hood themselves, you know, gangsters kind of thing, they've appreciate and they enjoy my music just as much as the people when I go to a convention or a con and they're dancing in cosplay and, you know, doing all these things and they're, you know, like the, the most, you know, the, your neck beards and your boys with glasses and the girls who are wee boot, like all of them, your senpais, all that, they, they enjoy my music as well. And not many nerdcore songs or nerdcore people can have that both appeal on each side kind of thing. Mm, oh yes, oh yes. And do you think it's uh do you think it's also because of how you look or do you think it's also uh or what do you think why do you think that is? Do you think it's strictly the music or also your image? Because if you weren't if anybody if somebody wasn't hip to the nerd core scene and uh and they just saw, you know, just saw you, just saw your pictures, they you know, I I wouldn't think nerd core. 
like right off the bat, because a lot of nerdcore artists they do kind of have they 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 do the cosplay and stuff, and you know like Mega Ran, even 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 without all that like like Mega Ran, even when he doesn't have on the costumes and all that stuff, he just looks like a guy that 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 does that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but why do you think it is that that is so easy for people that are not, uh, you know, not really hip to nerdcore to really just be up like for you to switch back and forth like that. You know that that's a really weird uh, answer because it's one of those <laughs> things where, like, because because like when you say about like Megaran kind of thing, because like Megaran, he's like he's super dope, and it's one of those things mm-hmm. where, like, how you were saying as far as the look, I don't know if the look does add to it or not. Um, it probably does have a little bit to do with it, but I also think, and this is just me personally thinking, it has a lot to do with the sound and the, I guess the presentation, I guess, because yeah. I, uh, I actually had this conversation with a friend of mine while I was explaining to him why I called myself the bridge. You know, there's a lot of people out there who definitely, who are like mainstream artists who appeal to the nerdcore crowd, you know what I'm saying? Uh, one big one that everyone would probably say would be like the Wu-Tang Clan, for instance, right? You know, Wu-Tang, oh, yeah. they, was, you know, they, they made tracks. They always talked about superheroes and comic book characters and stuff like that. But the thing with Wu-Tang, and once again, this is more so from what I see and what I think, so I guess it's more so my opinion on this, but like to me, you know, if uh, you know, if Wu Tang was like a new thing right now, right, and they was doing what they was doing, you know, if you took their music and you played it at like MegaCon kind of thing, right, in front of that particular crowd, it's not gonna have, it's not gonna draw and it's not gonna catch as many people as it would if you just played it at your normal club, you know, downtown Orlando or somewhere in Miami kind of thing. It's just the way that it's the presentation and the way that they present themselves and then the way that their music is. Not a lot of people in cosplay are going to be all, you know, bumping, Wu-Tang. You know, I mean, I'm sure there there are a lot of cosplayers who do, but, but I would say like the general crowd kind of thing. As where, you know, if you take someone like Mega Ran kind of thing, you take them to MegaCon as like, Everybody at MegaCon is going to be bumping and like, yes, all about Mega Ran. You know, they're going to bump his music real hard, and he's going to be very well received. But in some ways, I would say like, if you took Mega Ran, you took him to like, you know, a club in the ghetto per se. Mm-hmm. Some of I would say some of his songs, but not as many as it does at the MegaCon or at a convention, but fewer of his songs are going to be more received because they'll be all like, ah, I can't really, uh, you know, it'd be one of those type things. So I think it just has a lot to do with the way that the music sounds and the way it's presented in some ways. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, 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 you, yeah, you, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, what video game samples have you spit to so far? Like, what what are some uh, some classic ones we'll probably remember that you've actually spit to? Uh, so, I uh, I've spit to a lot of Sonic ones. I'm a I'm a big Sonic guy, 
it's one of those things I, I try to stay away from them, but it's uh, it's really hard because Sonic is my my end all be all character. So um, like some of my uh, old but good my oldies but goodies um, would be uh, from a Hy- Hydro City uh, from Sonic uh, Sonic the Hedgehog three from the Sega. Um, one of my uh, old uh, group members, his name he goes by Maharishi. He uh, flipped the track and made this amazing beat, and I called it, uh, instead of Hydro City, it was My Flow City. And that was one of my first songs I ever performed when I first started doing uh, shows in Orlando. And, like, here I am in the heart of Orlando at just, you know, this random club that doesn't exist there anymore. And I performed My Flow City, and the crowd went wild. They was all like, yo, this song is amazing. Like, because they're all like, your lyrics were dope. Like, I used to play Sonic when I was a kid. Like, they was, they loved it. And even to this day, I actually just did a show uh, this past weekend in Tampa at this, uh, it was was called LibCon. It was a really, really cool thing for the kids and everything. It was a really fun show. But uh, I performed My Flow City, and still, everyone enjoys it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um. Well, there's there's two songs that I want to see if you have you thought about spitting to or two Sonic beats since you said Sonic, uh, and I think would make very dope tracks of a producer maybe Felonious Plunk, uh, Felonious Plunk flipped them or something like that. Uh, they're both from Sonic Two. Well, no, no, one's from Sonic Two and one's from the uh, the one with Knuckles on it, which whichever one that one was. But uh, the the Aquatic Ruin Zone. I had to Google it to make sure I'm getting the the, the one the, what I'm talking about right. Uh, aquatic the aquatic ruin zone. I love that beat. Is that oh. do you, would you? Yeah, on Sonic Two. Is that, so, is that something you? Would, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aquatic ruins. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's that the third level. That uh, yeah. so interesting. You talk about that particular one. So. For some reason, it's that particular beat from what I've seen, but I, I haven't looked for it or tried to ask anyone to do it recently. But, like, that beat is apparently a really challenging track to, like, do things to. Now, I have, and I actually currently do have a beat from, like, I've, I've had it for years now. I just haven't figured out what to do or what, you know, how to mess with it. But, like, I actually do have a beat that... um a beat maker made way back, like a while back of that song. And it was, a, the way they did it was so unique and so, so different. Like I just haven't figured out the best way to bless the track yet. So it's like, that one, that one is a toughie. <laughs> but I want it though. Oh yes. Oh yes. And the other one is, uh, I, I think it's from Sonic and Knuckles. Uh, the one, uh, uh, excuse me, the flying battery zone, that one. Oh my god, man! <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I love that track. I think somebody should rap to that. Ah, uh, it's like I've heard people flip it. Um, I think one guy who I know who actually really did. Uh, he flipped it a couple of different ways and a couple of different times. Uh. He goes. Um, he's actually from. He's actually from overseas. He's a guy who I do a lot. I used to do a lot of tracks with. His name is. Uh, he goes by Natsu Fuji, and um, he's flipped that track on more than one occasion. 
And every time he's done it, it just gets better and better and better. I just haven't sat down and picked which one that I wanted to mess with or try to do something on, because that's also a really good one. Like, there's so many Sonic levels and Sonic tracks that are really dope that I would love to just spit on. Like, uh, on one of my uh, my actual first solo CD, um, I actually just completely wrapped on it. Didn't mix it or didn't flip the track or anything. Just the original OST of uh, uh, one of the levels off of uh, Sonic um, Sonic 2, uh, Mystic Cave. I uh, mm. I wrapped on just, like, the regular uh, beat of it. And... Um, that song still one of my favorite tracks that I've done because it's just it's just so fun. <laughs> yeah, it has like a Michael Jackson kind of feel to it, I think. Yeah, like a yes, Michael, <laughs> like it could be on Thriller if it was just re like it sounds like a some Quincy Jones Michael. It does to me. It does. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny like. A uh, long time ago, there was, and I don't know if it's actually ever been confirmed yet, but a lot of people believe that Michael Jackson was actually involved with the musical process of one of the Sonic games, Sonic, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And a lot of people strongly believe that he was involved with that project. And for a while, when that like when that first got out and people was talking about it, people would actually go and like take the vocals of Michael Jackson and put it onto the uh, the original soundtracks of the Sonic games. And if you're ever just bored on YouTube and you want to just hear something that looks sound amazing and really really cool, just look up like. Uh, Michael Jackson uh, uh, Ice Cap Remix. It's dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe I have heard some, some mashups uh, from Sonic. Because cause that, that it, now, now it's, it's making sense. Because it does have that kind of, it, it does. <laughs> All right. Um, actually, there's two other tracks, too, from two other video games. But before we get into that, I want to ask Miss Ray and Adrian, if they have any questions for you as well. Um, yes, I do have a question. Um, I've heard you speak a lot about your um, kind of touring and um, show experience in Florida. Have you traveled outside of Florida to different states or been on any, like, um, national touring or anything like that and what type of um what type of um, responses you received when you did that so uh uh not not until i started uh doing shows and doing things with spf have i ever re uh like performed outside of my own state the first time we uh we performed at uh we performed in uh north carolina an event that uh, that uh, somebody had. It was actually his birthday, and he himself was an artist as well. And uh, he, uh, you know, he wanted us to come out to, uh, you know, a club that he normally would be at, that he normally goes to, and in celebration of his birthday, we did a performance there. That was my first time doing, like, going out of state and doing a road trip of any sort. Since then, I've performed in Maine at MAGFest, and I've also gone to Texas this past uh back in uh back in March. I went to Texas 
and uh, we performed uh, during South by Southwest uh, during what they called the Nerdcore days, and we performed like three shows uh, that time. We performed Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and so that was all super dope. Met a lot of cool nerdcore artists, new new nerdcore artists, and got got a lot of people to see us and hear us. Awesome. Oh yes. Those claps on. All right, now if you're streaming from the link. Or if you're listening on an app or anything like that, give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press 1. We're talking to Swag Switch of the group SPF. And, uh, yeah, he's very interesting. Uh, you know, I definitely uh, I, I love the nerdcore sound. I, I've, I've actually worked with Mega Ran like years ago when he was on a, on a label called ROM Nation. And uh, that, was before he, uh, that, was, that was when he released the first Mega Ran uh, project. You know, I'd, I'd worked with him, and, and, you know, he's performed in Charlotte and things like that, too. And, um, yeah, we got to get you here in Charlotte, too, to perform. Get y'all here, you know, get y'all here performing uh, in Charlotte. That Carolina. would be dope. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's two other tracks that I was – that I was uh, now, they're not from Sonic, but they're from some other video games that I think should definitely be remixed. Uh, and if not by you, hopefully some nerdcore producers are listening, like Felonious Funk, or, or you know, or anybody could, uh, you know, want to do something with this. But uh, but they're two classic uh, joints, uh, and they're they're from uh, well, the first one's from a real underground slept on type video game, The Sword of Valus Two. Have you ever heard of that? The Sword of Valus Number Two. For what system was that on? The Sega Genesis. And that was back in the, like, I think the late 80s, early 90s. Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the name of the, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. Give it up for Raven. Miss Ray. You should, uh... I'm sorry. Miss Ray, I, you I, just... I know. No, no, you should set some poetry over to some over to nerd poetry. You know dope. what? You might have just literally busted this whole thing wide open right there, some guy. Like you really might have just done that, Jay. That's impressive. I think that would be hot. That. That's gonna be final. Yes, really? And put the freak away. Let me. You know what? Let me go back on mute real quick. Go talk. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, definitely consider that. Um, it would be dope. Ah, uh, yeah, the Sword of Valus too. Uh, the 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 boss thing, the inbox uh, music. If you guys could look that up on YouTube or something and just listen to that, I think if it was slowed down and put some drums behind it, I think that would be a, a hot track. And um, I'll also, definitely, definitely. And uh, the other track is Castlevania Symphony of the Night for the PlayStation. Uh, you've heard of that game, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was, that was a, a popular one. Uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, The Dance of Pales. That's the, uh, that's the track. I mean, I, I think that, is, that is The Dance of Pales and Symphony of the Night 
that should be somebody should do something with that. And I like that track just to listen to, like, because the way it sounds, it doesn't sound like a, like it's on a video game. It sounds like some classical music or something. It's not like some Beethoven or something. It doesn't, you know, but it, it, it's very hot. Yeah. I've heard a couple people, I've heard some people, like, uh, attempt to do some, like, you know, some Castlevania uh, songs before. And, like, so, like, I hear them, and I don't know if I could ever do those, like, the ones that I've heard, if I could do them justice. But just listening to, like, the beat alone was always nice to do. <laughs> oh, yes. Definitely the Dance of Pales. I that in Castlevania uh, Symphony of the Night. That that that's just something to listen to. Just you know, on a road trip or something. Just you know, just chilling at the house. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh yes. All yeah. right. Well, I'm right, have... down right now. <laughs> oh yes, definitely, definitely get that. Oh yes. Now uh, we got a lot of people listening. Um, if you got any questions for Swag Switcher, or if you want to get straight into the topic, we can do that. Just uh, just give us a call at the number here, 929-477-3872, and press 1. We're talking to Swag Switcher of SPF. You know, he does the nerd core, has a lot of hot music. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and ask you some more stuff, too, while waiting for some people to chime in or, or – you know, Miss Ray, if you want to jump back on, you got anything else you would like to ask them, that'd be great too. Um, now, uh, now, aside from Filoni, hello? Yep, I was getting ready to say something. Please continue. No, please continue, Jay. No, no, no. The mic is yours. The floor is yours. Um, speaking of poetry, um, I find that there's a very close relationship between um, when I'm writing or how I'm writing poetry versus how some artists write um, the rhymes. Um, do you, have you ever thought about maybe translating some of your um, lyrics into actual prose and maybe um, presenting it like a poem? Has that ever been an idea? It has. Um, it's funny because... <laughs> I actually, in an old song of mine, specifically the one I was talking about, My Flow City, I, I had, uh, back then I made a comment about, you know, not liking poetry and being aboard me. But since then, um, I have only one time have I ever tried to, like, write a song in a very poetry-esque manner. Um, it's actually, it's a song on one of my, uh, on my first, uh, solo CD I ever did, um, and uh, I'm trying to think, because cause now I'm blanking. I can't remember the song, but I was, it was a song I was I was pretty much, I was talking about, like, my, my secret love for the ocean and how even though, you know, water is not something that I naturally like, a lot of my friends can attest to it. I'm actually, I, you know, not being able to swim and all these other different things. I actually do have a decent love for the ocean and, and water and things of that nature. And I... Uh, I tried to write the song as if I was writing a poem, which was a quite a challenge only because I, cause I tried to write differently. Because normally I listen to a beat and I write a song. I tried to write the lyrics first 
and then do it to the beat kind of thing. It was, I, I really do enjoy the song. It was a fun song. It was a fun little thing to write and make. But um, since then, I have not tried to do poetry of any sort. But that wouldn't be so, I, I might have to give that a shot. I mean, I'll try it if you try it. I'll, I've actually already started trying to construct something. So if you and I make a pact, we have to go both in and do it and cross down. Okay. Sound good? All right. All right. I'll, I will I am, I, I will hold you to it, and you can hold me to it. I'll see if I can okay. actually, like, get in touch with that poetic side of myself. I think that you can. I know it. I claim it for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I'm grinning from ear to ear. I love hearing this 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 type of thing. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, y'all y'all continue. I'm just no, back. no, please, Jay. You were in the middle of saying something before I asked that last question. So please, please go ahead. Oh, I want I'm, you to. I want I'm, you to. Ask. I want you to go. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. I'm I'm definitely excited to hear. You know, Miss Ray. And Swag Switcher doing some things poetically together. That that I oh man, I I definitely can't wait to hear the outcome of that. Okay. Yes. We'll see what we got. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I can do oh, you know, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got a few more questions. Um I was about to put the uh, Dance of Pales from Symphony of the Night into the chat thing so you can so snag that. Um, now, aside from Felonious Funk, who are some of the other producers you've worked with? So, now, I know you named a couple of them, but, you know, some more, too. So some of the producers I definitely have worked with, um, I've uh, I've worked with Rise K. That was uh, – from from way back, I I was uh, it's funny because when I look at where Rizy K is now, because uh, you know he was one of those just one of those random beat makers that used to just make you know beats on YouTube kind of thing, and he's actually gone from making beats on YouTube to just making beats for other rappers, and like he's like he's one of the first guys I've seen that I you know I started doing music with when we both was like you know had just a couple of follows on uh YouTube to him now like literally being incorporated uh he's one um another one I uh one of the original guys who I first had my first group with uh Maharishi is what he used to go by um he makes really he all he used to make really smooth you know, very, uh, I would say, like, New York-esque kind of beats kind of thing. I do miss his music. He, uh, ever since, like, I, you know, I, when I, after I stepped away from music, uh, my group, has, the, the group that I had kind of folded. And, uh, you know, since then, he hasn't really, you know, made music like that. I tried to see if I could get him to, you know, kind of start making beats again. But he, he's, he kind of sort of tried. He, he did show a little interest. But, uh Right now he's he's been dormant. I know he's you know just trying to making it through his life right now. Um, who are some other really dope beat makers I used to mess with uh, back then and now? Um, 
like right now there's actually quite a few new guys who I'm in the process of, you know, trying to actually uh, mix it up with. Um, one of them is, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a guy, his name is Sean Solo. I actually met him this uh, not too long ago when I was in Texas. And uh, he has really dope and amazing music that he makes. And then there's also another guy who uh, who I definitely am trying to, like, get some things started with. His name is uh, Bill Beats. He goes by Bill Beats. And his beats are dope. Like, like oh, my goodness. Y'all got to check him out. <laughs> mm. As you were telling us, I was actually trying to look for the guy that does Mega Ran's, uh the guy that did the second project he did, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't, uh, you know, where he sampled uh, Little Nemo. Uh, not the second oh, project. Of Reno. Yeah, yeah, and he sampled, uh, he sampled a lot of. I can't think of that guy's name, but he, uh, oh, K Murdoch, K Murdoch, that's the name. You gotta get some trash with K Murdoch. <laughs> oh my God. Listen. No, no, he's like, cause I've actually, uh, I think I met him, I met him once. He's, he's super dope. His music is amazing. It's one of those things where I'm like, man, I like it. Cause for me, sometimes I feel as if like, you know, like, uh, there's like certain stepping, stepping stones you got to get to. Like, I got like a couple more steps before I need to like ask him for something like, Hey, you know, what can we do? You know? You know, what can I uh, work with you guys and uh, get something done? I, like in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. I gotta let me. I got, I got, I gotta go back into the training field for a little bit, make sure I'm ready for you know a beat like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I, th- I think you're ready for the beat, but let me just say, you mean you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get to that level so he can come, kind of come down on that price a little bit on a track. That's what you mean. You, you, you keep it real with us. You keep it real with us. That's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, no. I feel you though. I feel what you mean though. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you guys are you you guys are uh are really I believe you guys are in the same conversation as far as the nerd core uh is is concerned. You know, with the K Murdochs and the and the Mega Rams and things. I guess the the big difference is they have a Wikipedia page. You know, you know, but that's coming coming for you guys, though. All that's coming for you. You guys do great music. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that just because you know, Felonious Funk. You know, he he works with me and things like that on, you know, for the promotion and things like that. But just like, regardless of that, if I was introduced to you guys another way, like if it wasn't for any business or anything like that, I would listen to you guys just as Jay, just me you know, chilling on my own. You know, I actually do. I actually do listen to you guys. So it's, 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 uh, you know, it's, I, I love it, man. You know, I, um, you know. I thank you guys. I, I, I do appreciate the fact that you do like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and, and, and so that's why I definitely want to hear you guys spit or I'm saying you guys, but if you just take the track by yourself and spit on the, uh, the Castlevania Dance of Pales, you know, or the or the Valis Two track that would be, oh man, and then put Ray put Miss Ray at the end doing some poetry on that same track. That, uh, that I, I'll explore. Oh my God, 
that's that's certified for you. You like that? <laughs> yeah, that would be so dope. I, I really agree. I really agree with myself. I'm the one that said it. But yeah, 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 Jay, I agree. It'd be dope. Um. Yeah. Now, uh, now, what is your favorite? What are what are some of your favorite video games? I know you said you like Sonic. So yeah, like, Sonic is like the, you know, that's that's my end all be all. I I am the I I am Sonic in person. You know what I'm saying? But no, but outside of Sonic though, uh, I um like from you know like classic stuff. You know, I I always loved Mega Man. Mega Man was uh, one of my one of my favorite games that, like, though I played so much of it, I've never actually beaten any of the Mega Man games in my younger years. <laughs> but um, hmm. there's also uh, Crash Bandicoot was always a, a a big favorite of mine. Any kind of racing game. Racing games are, like, if you're wanting to see me get, like, super competitive and extremely loud and hype, you know, put on a racing game. Like and I'll and I'll say this confidently. I'll put an open challenge to the universe. Nobody can see me in Crash Bandicoot racing, RC racing on the PlayStation One. There's not a soul on this planet that can see me on that game. I'm saying it now. Anybody challenge me? I don't care if I I haven't played the game probably like about two years now, but it's like muscle memory for me. That game is my end-all, be-all, out destroy, out-race anyone video game. <laughs> oh, well, hey. Hey, I, hey you, hey. <laughs> so, you ever, uh, have you ever betted anybody, you know, and, you know how, how people do the Madden tournaments and things like that? you ever, ever played for, for money? No, I've, uh, I've never, I've never played anybody for money like that. I've definitely, uh, in my past, have definitely done a lot of, uh, you know, extreme, exaggerated bragging rights games. You know, uh, I remember one of my good friends. Our, uh, our friendship was actually based on a Dragon Ball Z game. Uh, we had, uh, you know, we had met in high school, and it was one of those things where. Uh, we just so happened we found out that we actually lived real close to each other. And so, you know, on a walk home, we, I, I, had, I was just talking about video games, and I was like, yeah, I'm super nasty at Dragon Ball Z, Budokai 3, and blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, no, it was Tenkaichi. I was like, yeah, I'm super nasty in Tenkaichi. Nobody can touch me. He was all like, oh, really? No one can touch you? I was like, yes, really. <laughs> Nobody can touch me. He's like, we're going to have to play. Oh, we do. We definitely do. And then later on that weekend, we came through. He had his team. I had my squad. And I got my W's, and I collected them with pride. <clears throat> definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, let me see. Let me get back to the uh... – yeah, you said you – but there's some games you said you haven't beat, like Mega Man. The Mega Man 3, I'm pretty – I mean, I don't know your skill set as far as, like, the platform and jumpy type things. You, Mega Man 3, you could you could definitely beat that. <laughs> the third one. That, that's... I, I, I've, I've never played the third one, um, but hmm. I'm fairly certain I probably could. 
I came the the closest Mega Man game I ever came to beating it. I almost beat Mega Man Eight. I got all the way to the last level of Mega Man Eight, but the problem was the the so the last level has like eight stages to it. The first stage, and it wasn't even for the whole level. It's the first half of the stage. It was uh, you had to you would be on uh, these uh, the skis, this jet ski kind of thing. And the game will give you the cadence to either jump or slide. Slide, slide. And, yeah, I mean, jump, jump, yeah. slide, fly. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Now, yeah. uh, that there's that part <laughs> that has that's only in two parts of the game. When you first fight Iceman, and then when you do this particular level, I had to get yeah, one of my man. good friends. Yeah, I had to get one of my good friends to beat the Iceman level because I just couldn't do the jump and slide thing. And then when it came to that last level, I could never get past the whole jumping and sliding thing. Later on in life, I when YouTube was you know had like walkthroughs and everything, I just watched a little clip to see how close was I to being able to get past it. And I found out I was always one jump away from getting past the the jet ski part. And Mm. since then, I have gone to countless flea markets, and I finally found and I bought Mega Man 8, and now I'm just waiting to sit down to redeem myself and finally beat that game. Yeah, yeah, that that the, the the one on Blizzard Man, that was a little easier than the one on Dr. Wiley's uh castle it, where, where you got to jump and slide. I I think that was a little easier. But yeah, that 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 part is stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. I, I yeah. hate it. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but 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 uh before we get into the breaks, since we're talking about Mega Man 8, uh uh what's his name? Astro Man's uh uh beat I think that would now see that's a joint you got to get Siren to sing a hook on. Just think if you if you don't remember if you remember how that beat goes, and just uh, imagine Siren singing right along with the melody. I think that would be a, a dope track. Oh, Astro Man! Yeah, you're. I I agree with you. I definitely agree with you on that one. And I actually, speaking of, like, that particular Mega Man game, the song that I was talking about earlier that I kind of wrote as if it was a poem actually came from uh, Mega Man 8. It was uh, Aquaman's level. Ah. And so, and I, and I, and I remember the name of the song now because I, I just, I drew a blank when I was talking to it. I called it Ocean Breeze is what the song was called. And, um, like, if you ever wanted to listen to it, uh, if you look for my band camp, actually, it would be on one of my, it's on my old band camp, but it's still there. If you look up, you know, the one and only or uh, Double JB or Swag Switcher, my kind of music, uh, you'll find the song there if you ever want to check it out. Ah, okay, I'll certainly do that. Yeah, Aquaman's uh, beat, that sounds like some old, like some, uh, like like some neo soul <laughs> sounded like you could picture it in a lounge the way it sound the way it's so smooth the way it it, it has that kind of feel to it I believe oh oh yeah. yes it it really does mm-hmm. yeah all right we're talking to swag switching on Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio 
We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to take some calls. If you have any call, anything you want to say, definitely call us up, press one, and we'll bring you on. And, uh, you know, we'll return. Also, when we return, we, we got Butterfly Flow. So uh, sit back and listen to I'm Ill from Swag Switcher. Yes, hello. I was wondering if you could play that song again. Hmm, which one, man? The one that goes. Watch me step up to the microphone, sheening, dazzling, gleaming on these keys, and outshining these so-called rappers like Clef Key and playing rough. Like my swagger ain't enough, trailblazing, cause I'm on my way to greatness, going all the way up. Charging like a lyrical juggernaut, shoulder blocking these whatnots till I get that number one spot. Call me the cream, just like heat, I rise. Like a phoenix from the ashes, now I'm soaring the sky. Yes, I'm the mark of perfection, flexing. I am the king with a platinum complexion. Just like a ruler, my monarchy's taking over, and no one can stop this conquest, this game over. You can start the count down at 10. You can't afford the two quarters just to play me again. I let you get up on my level, but that's only for me. Swag switch a double J, be the platinum king. Holla. I'm the sunrise to the shine of my greatness. Flawless, like the diamonds on my bracelet. I'm so fine, like the highest grade of wine. Gotta sip it from a chalice, pinky out on some bullshit. Making niggas extend, cause I'm out of reach. Jesus, peace around my neck, listen to me preach. Swag harder than the Florida heat, no chill. Ask me how I feel. How you feel? Motherfucker, I'm ill. Sicker than a fish in the oil spill. Running through these niggas like a medalist in track and field. Flash cannon out the mouth like I'm spitting steel. Have you looking crazy eyed like they Rodney Dangerfield? No respect, bullet club, kill the magic. Got my hater blockers on, Randy Savage. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold it. Mad Titan status, snap your fingers, get dusted. Ah, silent killer call me CO, a nigga choking, coughing on some weed smoke, girl addicted to me, careful she my OD, <laughs> I don't blame her, I got swagger like a OG, return of the king, let me set the tone, swag switch is coming back, to reclaim the throne, God as my witness, got the squad on my shoulder, team stays lit, never smolder, I'm the sunrise to the shine of my greatness, Flawless, like the diamonds on my bracelet. I'm so fine, like the highest grade of wine. Got a sister from a chalice, pinky out on some bullshit. Making niggas extend, cause I'm out of reach. Jesus, peace around my neck, listen to me preach. Swag harder than the foot of heat, no chill. Ask me how I feel. How you feel? Motherfucker, I'm ill. Hello, this is Janie Mo, and I am here to say that at times like this, with all the dangers in the world, we need to come together and watch after, protect, and encourage the young girls in our community. And programs such as Renewed Inspiration is doing just that. Renewed Inspiration's mission is to provide serenity for at-risk teenage girls overcoming environmental academic, and social challenges. Renewed Inspiration utilizes small group development to create a space for at-risk teenage girls to experience renewal and self-esteem, community engagement, and future aspirations. To learn more about Renewed Inspiration, 
and the programs they provide to our young girls, contact Clarissa Byers by visiting the official website, www.renewedinspiration.org. Thank you, and let's stand behind the girls in our community. Oh, yes. It's money to be made out here. Win big at the Lucky Panda. This is some guy named Jay, like I've always been. And I want to let you all know that you can win big money out here at the Lucky Panda Adult Arcade, located 2610 Clemson Avenue, Charlotte, North Carolina, right off the plaza. Open seven days a week, days and nights, so come on out. The Lucky Panda has skill games, fish games, and more, including weekly raffles and drawings. So there are plenty of chances for you to win big money. Lucky Panda also serves free food to the players on Saturdays, so come on out. Again, that's the Lucky Panda, and that's Panda spelled with a 9 instead of a P, located 2610 Clemson Avenue in Charlotte, North Carolina, right off the plaza. Come on out and win big. See you there. Hi. I'm actress and cast member on the upcoming audio sketch show, Yesterday Night Tape, Deara Gray. And I just want to tell you a little about the ABC2 Foundation. ABC2, A Better Chance, A Better Community, was founded in 2012 by Mr. Chester Williams to empower young people by providing a life skills program that promotes positive values, healthy habits, and education through community development, culture, and awareness, resulting in real-life power. The World Changers Program is a network of youth working collectively for positive community change. ABC2's signature program, The World Changers, is for young people ages 10 to 24 of various academic levels, demographics, and all those living in Halifax, Warren, Nash, Edgecombe, Wilson, and Northampton counties in North Carolina. So if you would like to sign up a child or volunteer with the program, just email CEO at abc2nc.org. If you would like to make a donation to the World Changers program provided by the ABC2 Foundation, use the Cash App and send to ABC2NC in the spirit of community. All right, welcome back. Blacktopia presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your hosts, some guy named Jay, Miss Ray, and Adrian Charleston, the true butterfly, who we're bringing on right now to do Butterfly Flow. If she's able to. Hey. Right, I know she's on the room. Hey. Hello? Hey. I was talking. I was like, nothing's happening. <laughs> Oh, hey. <laughs> well, you're on now. Hey. Yes. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> this is Adrian Charleston with tonight's Butterfly Flow. And um, as I spoke last week, this is Mental Health Awareness Month, all of May. So all of my topics will be about mental health. Um, so today I'm going to briefly speak about mental health and pain. What a lot of people don't understand and um, except for maybe the people who have chronic pain issues or pain issues at all, have you ever hurt something and it hurts to where you're just upset, you're irritated, you're frustrated, 
and sometimes you're, you know, you can get a little down. Um, sometimes people with chronic pain, um, and, and it depends on the chronic pain, but sometimes it can turn into depression because the symptoms, some of the symptoms of depression are sleeping a lot, not wanting to do things that you normally do, loss of interest, eating too much, eating too little, um, and a lot more different things. However, when you have chronic pain, depending on where the pain is, you might not be able to do these things because of the pain. So now you have these depression symptoms, which in turn can cause you to have depression because you have these symptoms because you're not able to do these things and able to get up and get out like you would like to. So um, be mindful of your family and friends who have um broken bones, who have um, surgeries, and sometimes people who have things like that, they don't realize that's what's going on with them because they've never experienced it before. But um, your friends and family with chronic pain, they know exactly all too well how their mental health is affected because um, pain can cause you to be, you know, angry, down, frustrated, and all that other stuff. So um, when it comes to mental health and pain, they are connected. They are correlated. So just be mindful of that. So, yeah, I guess that's it. That's that's, uh, Butterfly Flow with Adrian Charleston. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, yes, definitely be mindful, you know, of the people with chronic pains and, and things like that, you know. All right, mm-hmm. and also you can get more information on Adrian Charleston by visiting www.adrian-charleston.com. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> and, and Adrian, is there anything you have coming up soon? Any any uh, events, poetry, uh, uh, spoken events, anything? No, I'm I'm chilling. This is my two birthday months. I'm just doing a lot of traveling. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had it. I know you're going out of the country and stuff too. Uh, yes, going you, to Dominican. What? Oh yes. Dominican Republic. Yes, I'll be doing that. And then next month, I'm going to Vegas and Florida. So. <laughs> Definitely happy early birthday. And uh, thank you, same yeah, to you. Gym. Fellow Gemini, yes. let her and let these Taurus Taurians get on out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, Gemini season is coming up. One, I think. I want it you is. to know how. Ain't nobody I want you to know how long and deep <laughs> and wide my side eye and my roll of the eyes just was. <laughs> that has changed right there. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's Ain't nobody. Okay. Ain't nobody called a Virgo to the table. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. We'll see. Miso got what? Fifty-five minutes. Okay. We'll see. Baby, be calling fifty. Right, baby. Baby. Come on, come on to the table, Raven. Come on, fly on in. <laughs> Is there enough room with all the heads and eyes? I, I don't know. You know all these yeah. Gemini's here. Ain't no telling. Uh, that's why I asked. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Swag Swisher, what what is your what is your sign, by the way? Swag Swisher. Oh, uh, sorry, I, I was I had accidentally muted myself. Now I'm uh I'm I'm definitely after the Gemini's do their thing. I'm a good old little cancer here, just a little crab just trying to make it, you know. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 try to sound so humble because cancers can be uh, uh, lethal. They're very nice, they're very sensitive, but do not cross them. <laughs> Baby, you know, I uh, I it's it's kind of true. <laughs> just the fact that he had to modify that with that kind of lets me already know right. everything that I need to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Everything. Everything. Yes. Yes. I've raised the cancer, so I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, now speaking of. of I'm sorry. Go ahead. Miss Ray, you were breaking up. What were you about? What were you saying? I was getting ready to say was Jay, Jay, it's ten twelve. Let's open up the phone lines. But you were excited about something, so I want you to talk because I like it when you're excited about mm. something and you talk about it. Okay, bye. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say what I was excited for is the cancer that Adrian raised is. Uh, he's also an artist by the name of K W the Artisan, and you're from. Are you you're familiar with him? Correct, uh, Swag Switcher. K W the Artisan. Yes, I am. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Definitely, you know, because he also, uh, you know, he he doesn't, uh, you know, rap about the uh, the nerdcore stuff. But however, he he's also an illustrator, and he he writes, he draws comics and does graphics and things as well. You know, so uh, I yeah. think it would be dope that if, oh yeah, oh yeah, I think, Adrian, if you want to go ahead and plug plug him, plug uh, all the sites, you're welcome to. Oh, um, his name is Malik Brown on Facebook and at KW the Artisan on Instagram. Very simple. And Twitter. Oh, yeah. and that's oh, his yeah. name on Twitter as well. Probably the only KW artisan you'll see. <laughs> oh yes. And uh you can check out the graphics at the uh, Higher Ups University as well. Oh yes. The website is higherupsuniversity.com. All one word. Oh yeah, and that is uh, we have an IG page as well. <laughs> I'm definitely, sorry, Jay, I'm a definitely. tired. <laughs> oh, oh, it's it's all good. It's all good. I know you're on the road. Well, are you still on the road, or are you? No, I'm home. Over? I'm home now. Yeah, I'm home. <laughs> oh, okay, good, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, you know, swag switcher. I like I said. I know you. Uh, I know. Felonious Funk is definitely familiar with KW the Artisan, and um, and uh, it would be dope just to hear you guys rocking with KW and uh, you know Slow Chemical, you Slow Chemical, uh, Righteous, and uh, who else? Aaron, <laughs> Aaron, uh, 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 oh, man. but uh, but because all of you guys, you guys are in Blacktopia, but you also y'all y'all embrace the uh. The, you know the nerd culture with the comic books, the anime, and things like that, and um, I think it'd be just dope for all y'all to come together and do something. 
you know, all that talent you guys have with the drawing and the comics and the video games mm-hmm. and all of that. Yes. Yeah. That would be kind of dope. I wish, I always <laughs> wish I could draw, like, because uh, I, I do, like, I do actually mess around. I do Photoshop. When I was actually uh, in college and stuff like that, that's why I went and I was learning to do Photoshop and uh, things of that nature. But, like, drawing, drawing is, like, one of those, like, people who can draw, like, more power to them. You guys are amazing because that's not easy to do. Like, the steps that you got to take to make it look as dope as it does, like, I, I'll just cut it out of a picture and, like, you know, make it look pretty. And I'll do the Photoshop thing. I, I'm going to just stay in my lane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, dang, wait, wait, at least you know, but definitely KW Artists and his, you know, his, definitely hook up with him and perhaps he could do a dope cover, you know, with the illustration, you know. Oh, definitely. Oh yeah. Now Miss Ray, I know you 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 jump back on the mic. You, what were you? Oh yeah, we don't have any callers right now. Actually, we got a lot of people listening though. Okay. Yay. Oh yeah. Hi, listeners. Oh yes, and for the listeners, definitely get out of my inbox and get on the phone. And you know what that number okay. is. And I'm not talking about anybody in particular. A lot of y'all do that. Uh, give us a call at nine two nine four seven seven three eight seven two. Again, 929-477-3872, and press 1. If you're streaming from the phone already, you've already called the number, so all you got to do is press 1. And we're talking to Swag Switcher from SPF, talking about the nerdcore genre and uh, him being the bridge between the mainstream hip-hop and the nerdcore hip-hop and all the things he has going on. We recently played the single, I'm Ill, and... You're also working on a on a project right now, correct? Or it's actually uh, coming out later this month, right? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm I'm no longer working. It's actually done. I listen to it on a regular basis right now, but uh, it's going to be available for everybody to get on uh, uh, the 23rd. So I think that's actually next week. I lose track of my days. But, uh, definitely next week. It's definitely next week. Yeah. <laughs> yep. On the 23rd, yeah. I'm going to drop it. I'm going to put it. It's going to be everywhere I can humanly think of making sure I can get it just so that no one can miss it. Uh, so it's it's going to be dope. And this is and that's where you're going to be able to find I'm ill. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be nice. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with this project because, like, to me, this project is kind of like the whole, like, uh, a world swag switcher is like he's been back, but if y'all need assurance, listen to this. That, that's pretty much what this is, kind of sort of what this CD is and what it's all about. And it's also kind of sort of like the kind of like the rebirth of you know myself to a degree, because you know now I got the the new logo and everything, so that's why it's called the King's Banner. So it's uh. I, like I think it's uh, like six tracks, and they're all extremely dope tracks. But I might be a little biased. I'm definitely. Pardon me. <clears throat> me. I'm definitely sure. Oh, I'm eating some plantains. Oh, 
Uh huh. I can tell you were snacking on that. We got to get it out. We got to get it out. I can tell. Nah, you, nah, you can't hide that. That's how I knew it was good. Cause he got too big. Okay. Oh, really? Got, got caught. Uh, oh yes, but um, now who all did you work with on the project? I mean, I know uh. Did Felonious Funk produce a lot of the project, or who all? I know you uh, for the single. You don't you don't have them for the single. So no, but uh, uh, actually, interestingly enough, there was a song that I wanted to put on the project that me and Felonious directly did pretty much together, but I decided not to put that song on this particular project. And we're going to just, that's going to be something probably that's going to drop a little later this year. But it's a really dope song. I'm, all I'm going to say is that it's this particular song. I have never said so many Dragon Ball Z references in my life at one point. But um, but as far as this CD, this CD Baby. actually doesn't have, this CD actually doesn't have felonious on it. It's got a couple of, uh, other guys who I've worked with and worked with in the past, specifically the song I'm Ill. Um, one of my, you know, longtime good friends, uh, he actually just recently started making beats. He goes by a Behemoth Beats, and he made this track, I'm Ill. This was like one of his, like, third or fourth beats he ever made, and I was all like, wow, you've only been making beats for, at, at the time, I was like, you've only been making, making beats for, like, like three months, and you're making them like professionals. So I'm, I was like, this is pretty amazing. So shout out to my boy, uh, Behemoth Beats. Freaking, this track's amazing, and good to know without you, buddy. <laughs> oh yes. Mm. Now, aside from the different producers, what, what I mean, what collaborations with artists do you have on there, or are, are, are there any? So. Interesting and interesting fact, there's actually only one song on here where I collaborated with anyone lyrically and that was uh with Toad King, uh, one of the one of our members of SPF. And the reason why I made this album this particular way was because I wanted to just I wanted to make something that whenever it whenever I put it out there and people listen to it, they from these six songs, they can really get a good idea of who I am and what I sound like right now kind of thing. Cause, uh, and so I, I purposely didn't have a whole bunch of people lyrically feature on this, on this CD, only because this is kind of like the whole, uh, all right, so spotlight is on you. What can you do? And so that's what the King's Banner is actually all about. But with that being said, I actually have a lot of tracks coming up within like the next probably like three months or so where there's uh, I got like mad collaborations happening. So just uh, stay tuned because there's a there's a lot of music about to happen with me right now. (laughs) Ah, definitely, definitely. I was just thinking to myself like, yeah, you got like four other people, four or five other people in the group with you. I'm like, like, I know the last thing you want to do is do a solo album with a bunch of other people on it with you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> nah, 
Now we uh as far as like the group goes, we actually do have like a little secret something something that's like like we've had in the kitchen for a minute now. And I do believe the other day Felonius put us up to speed saying that the uh that dinner's almost ready. Almost, not quite, but it soon will be. So like the squad uh Phoenix for us we're about to drop some amazing new stuff coming up in probably like the next couple of months or so. So there's, we got a lot of really big things going on. Like we've been we've been working real hard trying to you know get ourselves out there and just kind of sort of make that push. You know what I'm saying? Because we we know that we sound good and people like us. Now it's just getting more people to hear how dope we really are. And that's what we getting that's what we're getting to right now. Oh yes, oh yes. It's definitely coming. A lot more people are being introduced to it. A lot more people know about the nerdcore stuff and it's just it's just taking legs and walking, you know. Oh yes. Um now, who are who are some of your what are some of your favorite uh, comic book characters or, or manga characters, and do you also rap about them in some of your lyrics? So, it's it, and actually you saying that you know it's funny because like when I think now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of my more like favorite characters. I never like the ones who I would say are like my like my top five or my top threes and stuff like that. I actually have not rapped about them, and I could not honestly answer you and tell you why. <laughs> but um, so like when it comes to comic books, when I look at the Marvel side, um, I love Captain America. Captain America is uh one of, is definitely like my he's I think he's. I would consider Captain America would probably like my 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 main my number one when it comes to the Marvel area, and then after Captain America, you know I am also a big I'm, I'm big on Spider Man. Uh, I do really like and enjoy Winter Soldier as well, um, and then and then there's the X Men. Um, I like because I just like all the X Men. It's kind of hard for me to just pick one favorite. If I were to say, I guess my main top ones, uh, Cyclops and I would probably have to say Cyclops and Wolverine. Like I, those two are really, really dope. Um, now when it comes to like the animes and the mangas and stuff like that, um, that's when my characters start getting more darker. <laughs> I, uh, mm-hmm. cause overall I'm, I'm really big on, I'm, I like bad guys more than I like my good guys. So, like my fa- my favorite ma- my main favorite characters come from Dragon Ball Z. So uh, Frieza is uh, my number one favorite character, and literally standing right side by side with Frieza would be Brawler. I'm surprised I get a clap for like an, a, a, such a bad villain. <laughs> I mean, the villains are interesting, you know. Uh, a lot of a lot of people, you know, a lot of, they write the villains, you know, their, their motives and things like that. They make them just as interesting as the heroes, you know. Um, yeah, this is true. Yeah, I want to. 
Yeah, I want to ask you two more quick questions. Uh, well, actually, just you know, you just answer one right quick. Uh, what do you think about the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer? Oh my goodness! <laughs> so oh oh, I uh, of course I've seen it. I ha- I had no choice but to see it, and so mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna lie. I try to avoid talking to people about it because because everyone knows how big on Sonic I am, and so it's one of those things like I try I I often don't give my true feelings towards it. Only because of how critical people are about this movie right now. But, like, honest and truly, and this is me taking all the bias, all of my love for Sonic, and putting it to the side. I personally think the movie's going to be a fun and really nice movie. Like, I agree with everybody else. I was not crazy about how he looks per se. But on the other side, I'm really excited to see how Dr. how Jim Carrey plays Dr. Robotnik. That's the part that I'm super interested in. I know I'm going to like Sonic regardless how ugly he may look or not cuz I cuz I like the character. And as far as from what I've seen in the trailers, I think the character Sonic himself is going to be cool as far as, like, maybe some of the animations in the movie and stuff like that and how he looks. <laughs> but I honestly think the movie's going to be a fun movie. So, Sway, did you hear the update to that is that so many fans were so outraged by the current or what was released of his image during that trailer that they actually are scrapping everything and going back to the drawing board? Did you hear about that? Yeah, I heard about that. What did you yeah, hear about so that? That's about to happen. Yeah, yeah make I, I heard about it, and I'm I'm oh. a little I'm a little afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you don't think it can be improved upon? To me, I feel as if so. Like I came to terms with how he was going to look, and I just you know I was okay with it, but. Now, if they're going back to change how he looks, it's one of those things where because we don't know what he's going to change it to, it's one of those things where I'm af- I'm I'm afraid that they're going to try and change it, and people are going to complain and be very unhappy about it even more. Like I feel as if it's one of those things where they probably honestly they probably shouldn't have touched it. They should have just been like, you know what? We're just going to keep what we got, and we're going to let the rest of the movie speak for itself kind of thing. But now that they're going to change it, I I don't know. Like, I, if anything, I more so hope that if they are going to change it for the better, I hope it truly is for the better, and they do make him look really, you know, like your stereotypical video game Sonic. Because if he is anything short of that Sonic, then, well, that's that's the movie. <laughs> mm. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and, uh, yeah, I agree. They could make it worse. Um, all right, let's go ahead and bring on a caller right quick. I already know who this is, but I'm going to let him tell it. 
Caller in the 704-606. You're on the air. Who is this? John, what's up, man? It's Brandon. Brand. Hey, how y'all doing? What's going on, Ray? Miss Charleston, how you doing? Hey, I'm hey, good. Butterfly. Okay, good. Great. You good, um, D? Yeah, yeah. Like you driving? Yeah, yeah. I I don't really got no questions, man. I just come on and um, I heard John speak briefly about uh, nobody was calling in and stuff, and then I heard my man talk about um, his characters and who he liked, so. I so happen to like Batman. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Um, yeah. Nothing's going on with so why, me. That's Brandon, it. why do you, uh, Brandon, why do you like Batman? What draws you to him? Uh, man, I like him because his suit is black. And uh, I just always okay. related to him in that way. Okay. Okay. You know, it's interesting because, uh, Amongst my nerd friends that I have, like, I'm I'm a big Batman fan. Like, I would say as far as, like, the DC side when it comes to heroes, Batman's been, like, my favorite character as far as I can remember, you know, liking things. But, like, according with how he is in the comic books and stuff like that, I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, I know what it is, but I don't want to even try and, like, dabble into that particular conversation. But a lot of people like this, like, hate Batman. Like, like a lot of my friends are all like, yeah, Batman's kind of, Batman's all right, but he's he's honestly trash. And, and they'll go into these big discussions. I'm like, but Batman's Batman. <laughs> you know what? Well, you I know that. Yeah, well, I was going to say, too, with Batman, a lot of people don't like, and I'm one of them, I don't like DC. And this is before the MCU, before the the big movies. I'm talking about way back in the day. DC has always been, just kind of had that stink on it, you know, from just, just, just had that bad reputation because a lot of the DC characters are, 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 uh, Seem to be one dimensional, one dimensional, and things like that. But Batman has a lot of layers to him, and a lot of people, a lot of people seem to like Batman. But I think for the for the people who don't like Bat- Batman, I think it's because he's DC. <laughs> because Batman is dope for a DC character, you know. But I I, I think yeah, it's I a lot say. of people are so hardcore Marvel that oh it's Batman yeah. he sucks too. And I know. You know, I mean, some of the a lot of that's true. A lot of DC does suck, but there's some good stuff in there. Like there, there's some good, you know. It's just you know, Marvel has more hits, <laughs> I believe. I think that's why it's uh, and just Batman's just guilty by association. Seems like it. <laughs> Marvel's been having some hits uh, lately, but I think that um. DC has also bought their A game because they knew they had to kind of step it up. So I think over the last two years with their their releases, they've been trying to hang in there. I think they've been trying. Um, Definitely the Wonder Woman, of course, appealed to female power and whatnot. So, you know, that was already kind of like an automatic buy-in, and it wasn't that bad. Um, I can't say that I've watched any of the other ones, though. Because Marvel has consumed my time. Between Marvel and Game of Thrones, y'all can just have this whole, I'm done. Like, I really am done. I, I, I can't keep up. I have a life. Okay. Goodbye. 
Yeah. <laughs> now, now, speaking of uh, Game of Thrones, uh, you got uh, Swag Switches. Did we hear that they're also coming out with a Legend of Zelda uh, Netflix show, and it's going to be kind of like on a Game of Thrones level? I actually did not know that. I uh, I did not know about the, a Zelda show. I would definitely watch it. Um, as far as just because, like you know, uh, I'm I do like like Link is cool. I've uh, which a lot of gamers would probably like you know point and yell at me and be like, what when I say this? But like, but unfortunately, I've I've missed like all of the Zelda games, like. I never had like most of the games that the that the um, that came out that the system growing up I didn't have the system so I just never played them which apparently is quite a sin when it comes to you know gamers but I unfortunately I have yet to really play but I've looked and I read a little bit of his lore and whatnot and like his story and it's it's I mean it's it's cool so I'd watch. <laughs> Oh man, definitely you're missing out. I'm missing a lot. Oh man, my face scrunched up. <laughs> you said you told me you didn't. You didn't haven't played it as a as a gamer. Haven't played any of the Zeldas. But I know you. Like you said, you didn't have the you know the systems that they were on. But you know, like yeah, Zelda, uh, definitely get your hands on uh, at least the one for the Super Nintendo if you if you can play an emulator on the computer or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I've, I've committed a great. Co- I've I've created quite the crime against uh, the gaming universe, and I I do apologize, but I do plan to right that wrong soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, oh yeah. Um, now let me ask you: Do you play any RPGs? Any, or are you or are you strictly have you know like the racing and the platformer? Either? So I, when it comes to plat, uh, well, I mean RPGs. I do like playing RPGs. Nowadays, I don't have, like, that, like, the good time where I can just play an RPG from start to finish. Uh, when it comes to RPG games, those are also a lot of games that I've I've started and I've played, and I'll get, like, almost all the way to the very ending, and then I end up never actually being the game, which... I have a bad habit of that, especially when it comes to RPG-type games. <laughs> like, the, I know the last, like, one of the games that I did that for, and I did it twice, was for uh, Final Fantasy X. Um, like, I, I played it, and I played through a large proportion of it, and then my memory card died. And then I waited like a oh. year and a half, because that hurt my soul. And then I played again, and for those who have played the game and know what I'm talking about, I've played, I got all the way up to the point where I have to go one-on-one with Lady Unaleska, and I could not beat her no matter how much I tried, no matter how much I grinded on the field and leveled up my characters, I just couldn't do it. And if I have that memory card to this day, I'm standing right in front, of her about the battle, and I'm going to lose again. <laughs> mm. Wow. What now? What now? Aside from uh, Final Fantasy, oh, you know what? I meant to ask you this. Screw the Final Fantasy. I will talk about that later. I mean, what comic book character 
uh, or comic book in general do you think they should make a movie of that, that hasn't been made already or at least haven't been made to your knowledge? Um, so let's see. I would really like it if they could just go ahead and get everything together and do me a fantastically well static shock movie. Like I would, if I could get static as a movie and, you know, a good old superhero static shock movie, like, yo. Yeah, that's a, that's a, uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, cause, cause static, that's my boy. That's, uh, that's like my current, like uh, if I was to put myself as like a little cartoon character uh, picture of myself, I oftentimes use Static as uh, that because we got the same style for the most part. <laughs> yeah, Static shot. Yeah, with the dreads and everything. Yeah, that does in the, uh, a lot of the colors that you wear. Yep, that that is, you know, and lyrically, I guess you're a, a lyrical Static Shock. Uh, yeah, and he he's DC too, which I but he's a, <clears throat> a DC character that's actually one of the the good hidden gems that they that they have, you know, out of out of all of the ones. Yeah, hmm. Static Shock. What about a Marvel one? <laughs> what, what, what Marvel car comic if you could think of one that you think it should? Um, let me see. Ah. Uh. See with Marvel, it's a little hard because they've they've kind of sort of touched and you know kind of sort of they've they've gotten a lot of them already. Who I would have uh, said, um, like if I let me see, ah, that's a hard one because <laughs> like I because they've almost all been done. Um, I got one in my head though. Well, I, here's what I think they should make a movie of. Uh, two of them, actually, uh, or make a make a you know uh, put it on that uh, Disney Plus. You know, if they're not going to do a movie of it, uh, uh, one Nova. I think Nova should be a movie, and I think the New Warriors should be a movie. I read that they were actually uh, making a, a television series out of the New Warriors about two years ago, and it didn't work out. But I, when I read it, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be crap. This, that, that Marvel is going to mess this. I mean, Marvel, they got all these hits, but they're going to, this is going to be the bomb. I know it because I read the, the what they were trying to do with it, and I was like, no, no, please don't. And, um, but if they actually uh, – if they do it right, I think that would be a very uh, good, interesting uh, movie or series, The New Warriors. Not, the, not like the one they were trying to make. I'm glad they didn't make it. But uh, if they just, you know, just went to like they did with the Sonic, just went to the drawing board, just scratch everything, just just start that over, <laughs> you know, make that better. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, because like because right. a lot of characters that I would have said for that, um, like I said, they've already made movies or they're about to. Like they've they've done a, they have a specific movie for Venom already, and the second Venom movie is going to have one of my favorite characters carnage in it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm already going to get that. Now, if they was going to do anything, I would say like do a movie for Dr. Doom 
Like, he was, he was in the first Fantastic Four movie, but he was kind of like, it was eh. But, like, if they could do, like, like a real, like, you know, like Doctor Doom, you know, when he's got his whole, you know, um, I can't think of the name of the place, but, like, it's the place that he's actually the ruler of, like, like real Doctor Doom, like from the comics kind of thing, I think that would be dope. Kind of thing. I, I think that would be amazing. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, they, they first they need to make a better Fantastic Four. <laughs> Yeah, there, there is that that little uh, hump you gotta go over. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Miss Ray, what about you? What do you what do you think? And if you're not really familiar with any of the, you know, just the the, the properties, what what would you like to see in general in in something that's already that they, they already have? I don't know. Just wow me. I. I'm not into the gimmick of things. In fact, if anything, what I'm more concerned about is finding a movie partner because movies and movie going and gaming was something that I did with my exes respectively. And so now that I'm single, it's kind of like I just sit there looking like abandoned Wanda uh, in Living Color when everybody leaves her at the table and her like big old lips start trembling. So I'm just, I think right now that just wow me, give me something that makes me actually want to see it. You know, I feel like my schedule is so crazy. Like I still haven't even seen Endgame. Like that's just how crazy my schedule is right now. And um, so that's something that I actually want to see. It's just a matter of when, when is that going to happen? And then after that, if I actually have the time, it would, it's who would I go see it with? So give me something that I actually would want to leave my house to go see and maybe perhaps see it with somebody. Um, knock me out with some graphics. And don't forget my storyline and my character development. I mean, that's, those, are, those are my things, and I guess that's kind of like me as a writer um, kind of coming out. Let me see how this character flow and this arc is going to be and so and so. And how to make sense. Because I'm just having some difficulty with some continuity things. So those are my major um, draws to being able to see something, if that makes sense to everybody. Continuity is everything. Like, it's so everything. Like, even if I happen to fall off and miss something, you'd still be on it. You'd still be consistent so that when I do finally get it, I can go, oh, oh, yeah, 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 you did that. Yeah, 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 you did that. Don't leave me like, wait a minute. Did I? No, that crap. Don't, don't be the coffee <laughs> cup in Game of Thrones. Don't be the coffee cup in, Gra- in Game of Thrones season eight. Oh no! Oh no! Just don't do that. Baby. Just don't. Just don't do it. Right, 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 right. So those are my main. <laughs> those are my main things. <laughs> wow. And for those yeah, of you who don't know what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, and it's so funny that I'm bringing up Games of Thrones because I'm not even an avid, like, fan. Like, I literally binged this in the last few months to catch up so I could be like, what's all this about? And then, like, somehow I got bored and stayed on from season one, and then season two something happened, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is about to be good. And then it kind of lost me for a second, and then season three happened, and I said, oh, wait a minute. And then season four just, shoo! 
So I was like in it. So it's just crazy that I'm making up all these references. But for those of you who don't watch Game of Thrones or who don't care, um, not last week, but the week before in that episode, it was legit a coffee, <laughs> like a coffee, straight coffee cup Starbucks just wrapped in a whole frame. Like just, <laughs> just chilling. Like, hey, how you doing? Like it was like a cat. And like it was just sitting there. And it was like, who did not see that? Literally, who did not see that? <laughs> and and it was and then it, and then of course it sparked a debate between it being a Starbucks cup or not, which has been confirmed that it wasn't a Starbucks cup; it was a local coffee shop. But still, it was just like literally Game of Thrones, literally. Like here we are, medieval <laughs> times, castles, Dungeons and Dragons, literally, and here is a coffee cup. Fantastic! That's awesome. <laughs> So that's what I was making wow. to everybody. Just be, just be continuous. Just make it make sense, please. Because that didn't make sense. But it was kind of fun. Because we are kind of laughing about it, but still. Yeah. <laughs> did y'all catch that when it first aired? Did, or do you two watch, or anyone, does anyone watch Game of Thrones, and did you catch that that had happened in the live? Because I didn't catch it in the live. Me either. I uh yeah, I, I saw when everybody made fun of it. Then I seen the clips and all that stuff right. like that. And uh, I made a post about it in Blacktopia uh, leading up yes. to the show. <laughs> you know, what is it? Yeah. yeah. You had one uh, job. One job. You just had one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Adrian. What else? Da 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 Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> what, what's 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 on your uh, on on your mind uh, as far as because uh, you know even though we're talking about the comic stuff right now, I mean there, there's all types of things going on in the universe that we could certainly discuss. Uh, so, you know, if you have anything for Swag Switcher or the, the panel for us to discuss. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I would like to discuss Endgame, but Raven hasn't seen it yet. And I want to say to uh, Raven, don't you don't have to wait for someone to go to the movies with. If you want to go to a movie, go to a movie. Sometimes it's best to go alone. By myself. You don't have to learn. Don't clap that. What, Don't yeah. clap that. I'm sick of doing something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking that in my head. I was going to say what Adrian just told you. I was like, no. why? Just no. sometimes better. I'm going to tell you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, let me, let me I guess nobody want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. No, I'm going to say it anyway. I don't care. I'm going to say what I got to say. No, let me tell you why I said that. Because this is the longest that I have been single in my adult life. And I'm fine being single. Hold on. But there are times that you get sick of doing things by yourself. Because trust me, being that it's been the longest time that I've been single, I've had to learn how to you know, navigate and do certain things socially by myself. So I've had to or I miss out. That don't mean that I still want to be that lonely, solely, 
looking crazy out of place, coffee cup in Game of Thrones, looking crazy on the damn <laughs> bar stool in medieval times. Everyone, you got to read your butterfly flow. Raven, you got to read your butterfly flow book again. Go ahead. Yeah, and I'm one of those people. Like I was probably I'm done. The only the only adult. Hush up. I was probably the only adult (laughs) by myself watching Maleficent, and I didn't care. Like this is what I wanted to see, so I'm gonna go to the movie by myself. I went to see what Kevin Hart movie the when he did his stand up. I was falling out the chair watching by myself. Jay, stop clapping. Keep clapping, Jay. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I I come from what Adrian said on this. Definitely, like you got to I enjoy my own company. Right, and I'm gonna start talking about in the end of uh, damn it, I can't even think. Avengers. I'm gonna start to end game. I'm gonna start talking about end game, whether you seen it or not. How about that? How about you heard and go no, see? No, no, literally. Yeah, I already, I have, no, listen. No, I've already come to grips with the fact that I knew that I was gonna know. Because at first I hadn't. I was just catching up to Game of Thrones, so I knew that I was going to be getting spoilers. I knew that I wasn't gonna be able to go see end game right when it came out because y'all idiots <laughs> were packing out freaking theaters, freaking the night before. Like. It's, Y'all were crazy. Anyway, <laughs> and I knew that I I knew it was going to be a while before I was going to be able to see Endgame, so I knew I was going to get spoiled. So y'all talk, and I already have pieced certain things together because I've already read certain things, um, and seen certain things, um, for Game of Thrones. I mean, Game of Thrones, Jesus. So, um, Endgame. Endgame. So go, go talk, go talk. But what I'm going to do right now is since I've <laughs> established and discovered a snapshot. If I'm going to take a Snapchat filter on how I feel about having to do shit by myself, and I'm putting it in the damn group, and, that, and you can put some claps on that. Now what? Oh, man, I'm going I'm to I'm do one, too, and I'm going to do one of me smiling, saying that I, I enjoy my own company. <laughs> Look at that movie. And I'm in a relationship. <laughs> there's three of you. There's four of you. Of course you like your own company. There's enough. There's, right. You can just. Full round table conversation, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm punchy. I'm punchy, and I've and I've discovered Snapchat filters, so that has completely changed my productivity for the rest of the month. So there's that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> and I do want to say uh, somebody's been talking on my Facebook timeline, talking a lot about Glass, and that's one movie most people hadn't even really talked about, and it was amazing to me. Amazing. Did anybody on here see Glass? Yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. Oh, yeah, you were yeah, <laughs> yeah, Raven was with me. See, she, we did go together to a movie. Oh yeah. And you enjoyed yourself and you had an enjoyable evening because I am the company. Did. And I'm about to You are about to just Snapchat. Snapchat me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see how she played me like out like you didn't even do not like okay, whatever. Man, this show is fun. People's enjoying it. I think they heard of the comic book. <laughs> They heard us talking about comic books. You know, like, eh, I'll, I'll tune in next week. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, 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 people. 
Yeah. They'll be okay. Yeah, they missed yeah. out. Oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Is yeah. is there anything you want to see, uh, Swag Switch, that you want to see in an upcoming uh, in the MCU now that now that they have Fox, all the Fox uh, stuff, so now they can do fantastic. They can actually do a Doctor Doom movie if they want to now uh, in the MCU and X Men now and stuff like that. Uh, you know what I want to see though? I want to see this right before I pass the mic. Uh, in Black Panther two or three. <laughs> Because it doesn't have to happen in the second one exactly, but you know, uh, what is her name? Dang, see, I'm, I'm see, I, it's at the tip of my tongue. But you, Shuri. Oh my God, not Shuri, not Shuri? his sister, not his sister, his, his girlfriend. A con- uh, the one. A kinda. Uh, okay, don't give me the line. Yeah, but you know, in the comic book, her name is Malice. Uh, but oh, in the, okay. well, they they didn't use her comic book name in the movie. They used her real name from the comic book in the movie. Uh, uh, the one that uh, Lapita played. Um, right. Actually, right. yeah. In the comic book, she's actually a villain. But in the movie, mm. she was a girlfriend. Mm. <laughs> and some mm-hmm. of the comic book mm-hmm. nerds that I seen, some of the groups were like, "Oh wait, wait a minute! They made her." Well, I'm glad they did it. Black love, you know. Show that you know. Don't show another. Well, a, she he wanted black. her to be his. She he wanted her to be his girlfriend. She wasn't necessarily his girlfriend. Um, Queen, oh, yeah, can, we, can I just interface, Queen? Yeah. What she was saying was that I don't want to necessarily have that title bestowed upon me. Right. I want to be free. Right. Right. So there was yeah. that. So it's still so she's open for her to. Right. <laughs> But you know, in, in some of the groups I saw where some of the, the nerds were like, oh, in the comic book, she's a villain. Why didn't why didn't they do that? And uh and, and I'm glad they didn't. But then I was thinking, you know what, that might be kinda dope though. If they took if they actually mm-hmm. like maybe follow up for that. You know, like she's she's all she's on its side and stuff now and then they you know, she becomes her comic book villain self later on in the future Black Panther movie mm-hmm. or something, you know? Yeah. That yeah. would be kind of dope. That'd be a nice little spin on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't like you your, like chat, your filter, Raven. You said what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't like your filter. You put it in in the thing. Never mind. Go ahead. I told you I was, I told you what I was about to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. If it's, anything, if it's anything I'm good for, when I say I'm about to do something on the air, I'm doing it on the air. Like, I'm doing it. Right. So when I said I was getting that Snapchat filter to show you how I felt, I meant that from the bottom of my soul. Swag Switcher, what would you like to see in the upcoming you know, MCU film or anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so to go off of that thing that you was talking about, like uh, the whole, you know, if they had her, you know, turn on him or go against him uh, in the movie, with the whole how that now the Marvel Universe and the X-Men Universe can be in the same spot now, because in the comic books, T'Challa, actually, his mm-hmm. girl is Storm. 
storm. So yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to have like the whole the whole them getting married type thing would be really dope. Now another thing that I personally would absolutely love to see <laughs> is if they brought Wolverine versus the Hulk to the theaters, like. That I feel would make all of them. Yes, because that was Wolverine's first appearance in the Hulk. Mm. That's who that's who mm. first in the comic book. In the comic book, that's we that was his first appearance, not in X Men, but in in the Hulk. So Hulk versus X uh, Wolverine would be classic for the comic book nerds that know about the history of Wolverine. Yeah, that would be dope. Yes. I just worry about who they would get to play as Wolverine because, you know, the Hugh Jackman is the only Wolverine for me. You know what I mean? So it takes a, it's going to take someone really, really dope to fill those shoes. <laughs> Jason Statham. As Wolverine? As Wolverine? I <laughs> think. Somebody get the paddles. Somebody get the paddles and make sure his heart's still beating. Go ahead, get the paddles. I don't think he. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants. All right, Flash, we can plug your stuff and then we got to go. All right, well, uh, you know, this is Swag Switcher. You can uh, definitely find me um, literally anywhere. Uh, it's all going to be under the name Swag Switcher. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's the Platinum King. But I'm fairly certain you can use Swag Switcher to find that. I got my CD dropping uh, next week on the 23rd, the King's Banner. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it when it comes out. Until then, keep enjoying. I'm ill. Yes. And you don't have to go home, but you got to get off this thing. Good night. Come on. Good night, everybody. Good night, Blacktopia. See you in Facebook. Good night. Bye, guys. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.